These are the sounds of the 21st century. Continuing BBC Radio 2 and Trevor Dan's company's production from 2001 onwards. You will hear the music, news, films, TV shows and people from each year with no hindsight and no looking back, just the sounds. We've reached part 10 of this ongoing series, the year of Glee, Sherlock and Downton Abbey. BP is at the centre of an oil spill disaster and Haiti is rocked by a catastrophic earthquake. UK elects its new Prime Minister and David Cameron. The world is captivated by the longest tennis match of all time and of the rescue of 33 Chilean miners. For the next hour, it's 2010. I don't want to go. Oh my gosh. Baby, let me. I did it again, so I'm gonna let go. Oh my. Baby, let me love you down. There's so many ways to love you. Maybe I can break you down. There's so many ways to love ya Got me like, oh my God, I'm so in love I found you finally You make me wanna say Oh, 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 oh I fell in love with Shawty when I seen her on the dance floor She was dancing sexy, pop, pop, pop and drop and drop and low Never ever has a lady hit me on the first sight This was something special this was just like dynamite Honey got a booty like Pow, pow, pow Honey got some boobies like Wow, oh wow Girl, you know I'm loving yo, Loving your style Check, 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 check Checking you out like oh. It started as a fiery accident That led to the evacuation of 115 workers And the search for 11 others who were never found when the Deepwater Horizon rig collapsed into the Gulf on April 22nd, it ruptured a pipe, allowing oil to begin flowing into the Gulf. For weeks, it was tough to get a straight answer about how much oil was flowing into the Gulf. The estimates started growing, first 1,000 barrels a day, then 5,000 barrels a day, even though scientists insisted the amount was much higher. There's going to be a harmful effect on many local businesses, but I promise you this, that things are going to return to normal. The Gulf spill is a tragedy that never should have happened. I'm Tony Haywood. BP has taken full responsibility for cleaning up the spill in the Gulf. We've helped organize the largest environmental response in this country's history. To those affected in your families, I'm deeply sorry. Glee makes you special. Glee makes me want to claw my own face off. You think this is hard? Try filling your own cavities. That's hard. Glee stole my husband. Don't you want me to be happy? Of course not. I'm your wife. Glee's the best thing that ever happened to me. You're going to remember this night for the rest of your lives. Glee is good. Clean. Fine. Two words. Hug. Glee. Glee is like Fashion Week with music. What is Glee? Glee is about being yourself, even when the whole world wishes you were someone else. I took the liberty of highlighting some special ed classes. Maybe you can find some recruits. Just a small town girl, living in a lonely world. She took the midnight train going anywhere. Just a city boy, born 
evening. Britain remains in the grip of the big freeze tonight and there is little sign of it easing. Heavy snow brought large parts of the UK to a standstill again today with airports closed, motorways shut and trains cancelled and delayed. Even the army had to be drafted in to rescue hundreds of motorists. More than 8,000 schools were closed. Hospitals have been forced to cancel operations. All in all, it has been chaos. The cold snap has affected us all. December and January brought traffic chaos, closed schools and disruption to lifeline services. So it comes as no surprise to hear these last two months have entered the history books. I think it's been the coldest December and January thus far since 1914. We've got another month to go, so it could be the coldest winter. I certainly haven't remembered anything like this in the past, and I've been here for nine years, um, so I think it has been unprecedented, yeah. Haiti, the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, has been hit by a major earthquake. The epicentre of the quake was around 10 miles from the capital, Port-au-Prince. The quake measured seven on the Richter scale, a magnitude which is capable of causing widespread and heavy damage. is on its way. But for now, Haiti is battling the aftermath of a devastating natural disaster, which according to the country's prime minister, could claim over 100,000 lives. The injured are taken to hospital in a country which simply doesn't have the infrastructure to cope. This is a city which folded in on itself, fragile in every sense. A massive international aid effort is ramping up tonight with President Obama leading the call for a fast, all-out rescue operation. Countries from Iceland to Venezuela are beginning to send in supplies, aid workers and rescue teams. This tragedy seems especially cruel and incomprehensible. I have directed my administration to respond with a swift, coordinated and aggressive effort to save lives. The people of Haiti will have the full support of the United States in the urgent effort to rescue those trapped beneath the rubble and to deliver the humanitarian relief, the food, water and medicine that Haitians will need in the coming days. Around the world now, relief efforts are being mobilized. In Britain, a team of firefighters were on the first available flight to Haiti. They're taking heavy duty rescue gear, listening devices and cameras. France, with historic ties to Haiti, is providing a field hospital plus supplies from French territories in the Caribbean. And China is sending rescue teams, plus a $1 million donation for the relief effort. For the people of Haiti, the outside world has become a lifeline. It's 
strong aftershocks are still being felt across Chile as emergency workers struggle to deal with the devastation caused by one of the most powerful earthquakes ever recorded. More than 300 people are known to have died so far and hundreds of thousands of homes have been destroyed. Overall, two million people are thought to have been affected. It was a deadly and chaotic scene in western China today as a series of strong earthquakes struck killing a reported 600 people and leaving more than 10,000 injured. Houses made of mud and wood simply collapsed when the tremors hit. And in the aftermath of the 6.9 magnitude quake, many fled into the streets while students were buried inside damaged schools. The epicenter was in Qinghai province. has donated four million pounds in just 48 hours for the 12 million people affected by the floods in Pakistan. Over 1,600 people are now thought to have died in the disaster and that number is likely to rise. Officials say 13 million people are now affected. After engulfing the northwest, the waters have spread south. We lost everything. For God's sake, help us. For God's sake, help us. Across India and Pakistan, many are now dependent on aid to survive. Forecasters say more rain is on the way as the tide of human misery continues to grow. Travel plans for thousands in chaos after a volcanic eruption in Iceland spread ash in our skies. Yes, the latest advice means all non-urgent flights are grounded until at least 7 o'clock tomorrow morning after fears that the ash could be sucked into the engines and cause catastrophic failures. Ryanair cancelled the flights as we were pulled into the airport. We've gone into the board and it's still not saying the flight's cancelled, but the staff are telling us that the airport's all going to be shut. Everyone's been told that the flights are cancelled and that's that really. But uh, yeah, a lot of, lot of unhappy people there. Frustrating, yes, but can't be helped. One of those things, isn't it? Unusual excuse, volcanic dust in the atmosphere. Oh, right. The latest footage from the skies above Iceland and it's bad news. The plume is still rising. Even now, the eruption is powerful enough to force a new stream of ash high into the air and the winds keep pushing it towards Europe. The key thing now is what happens in Iceland, and all day the volcano has kept on erupting. Health experts say that for most people the risks are very low. The biggest problem is the plume's impact on flights and the risk that this could drag on. When the police are out of their depth, they consult me. Got anything? This is his hunting ground, right here in the heart of the city. 
Why didn't I think of that? Because you're an idiot. This is my friend, John Watson. Friend? Colleague. That's how you get your kicks, isn't it? You risk your life to prove you're clever. Shut up. I'm saying you're thinking. It's annoying. You like the funny cases, don't you? The surprising ones. Obviously. The game, Mrs. Hudson, is on. Time to play. Oh, I am playing. My name's Sherlock Holmes, and the address is 221B Baker Street. Sherlock, Sunday at 9 on BBC One. He emerged on the scene as the bad boy of British fashion, but Alexander McQueen died an icon. An inspirational designer who helped transform the UK fashion industry and made his name with the world's biggest labels. The 40-year-old, whose real name was Lee, was found dead after apparently committing suicide at his home. Alexander McQueen began his career as a 16-year-old at a Savile Row tailor's. No one could have told them what an influence he would go on to have on global fashion, a man described after his death by the industry's greatest names as quite simply a genius. There's a fire starting in my heart Reaching a fever pitch and it's bringing me out the dark Finally I can see you crystal clear Go ahead and sell me out and I'll lay your ship bare See how I'll leave with every piece of you Microphone picked you up saying that was a very bigoted woman. Is that what you said? I apologise if I've said anything like that. Uh, what I think she was raising with me was, uh, was an issue about uh, immigration and saying that there were too many um, uh, people from Eastern Europe in the country. And uh, I, I do apologise if I've said anything that has been hurtful and I will apologise to her personally. Someone has just handed me the tape. Let's play it and see if we can hear it. She'll never have put me with that woman. Whose idea was that? It's ridiculous. What did she say? Oh, everything. She's just a sort of bigoted woman. Said she used to be a lady. I mean, it's that, that is what you said. Um, is she, she not allowed to express her view well, to of you? Of course she's what? allowed to express her view, and I was saying that. The, prob the problem was that um, I was dealing with a question that she raised about um, immigration, and I wasn't given a chance to answer it because we had a whole melee of press around her. But, of course, I apologise if I've ever said anything that is that has uh, been offensive. It was a question about um, immigration that really, uh, I think, was annoying. You've got to remember that this was me being helpful to the broadcasters with a, with my microphone on, uh, rushing into the car because I had to get to another appointment and uh, uh, they've chosen to play my private conversation with, uh, with the person who was in the car with me. Hello, hello, baby, you called, I can't hear a thing. I have got no service in the club, you say, say. What, what, what did you say? Oh, you're breaking up on me. Sorry, I cannot hear you, I'm kind of busy.
The newspapers are full of allegations about footballer John Terry's supposed infidelity. According to reports, the England captain and Chelsea defender has had an affair with Vanessa Perrinsell, the ex-girlfriend of his England teammate and close friend Wayne Bridge. The man expected to lead the team in South Africa has been stripped of the captaincy. All week, fans have debated whether John Terry could continue in the role after damaging allegations about his private life. The FA confirmed that only one man would make that decision, Fabio Capello. A notorious disciplinarian, it appears Terry's indiscretions might have been a step too far for the England boss. Into its third day, a trillion statistics to sum up the longest match in history. People have been here for hours to watch a game that was going to go on. Well, who knew how long? How will the who respond? Thank you, thank you. 30, 40. How will he cope with the enormity of this situation? Two. It is six over. Four, three six. Seven six six seven. Seventy sixty eight. A sporting embrace between these two fantastic combatants. Just for your information, ladies and gentlemen, the match lasted eleven hours and five minutes. So the warmest applause for the two players, John Isner and Nicholas Mahout. You know, it stinks someone had to lose, but to be able to, you know, share this day with him was an absolute honor. Uh, I wish him nothing but the best, and uh, you know, maybe uh, I'll see him somewhere down the road. It won't go 70-68. Don't push it in front, ears pricked idly. Black Avalanche trying to preserve the run up the inside, but Tony McCoy, the winning most national hunt rider of all time, has waited a long time to land his first. John Smith's Grand National, first all round, Tony McKay, JP McManus, John Joe O'Neill, don't push it, won the National. The 2010 BBC Sports Personality of the Year is AP McCoy. Uh, this is an unbelievable feeling to be standing in front of so many amazing sports people. Um, so many people who, who I, I look up to, who I watch all the time on television. Um, to win this award, well, it's just, it's very surreal. Thank you. Chelsea's hold on the FA Cup grows in the title. John Terry has got his hands on it again. The second leg of a spring double for Chelsea. Champions and cup winners. Blue is the colour. The best things come in twos. The blare of the Vuvuzelas is becoming a real issue for some players, especially in the more enclosed stadiums. Almost everyone dislikes it, says Cristiano Ronaldo. It's difficult to concentrate when you're on the pitch. 
For some England fans, the trumpets spoil the atmosphere too. Well, to be honest, they ruin the atmosphere. Um, it's just a droning noise. We were at Rustenburg the other day and you're trying to get chanting going, it's just drowned out as nobody joins in. And to be honest, it's ear piercing. The 2022 FIFA World Cup is Qatar. That is astonishing. Expect amazing is their slogan. And a lot of people in the room will be amazed. Kuni Ogura, the Japanese FIFA Executive Committee member who was widely tipped uh, to back England's bid, has said the British media was a significant factor in why FIFA did not vote. What this was all about was down to the best country to host the World Cup, the best bid, the best facilities, the best place to have it. If a documentary and if a couple of newspaper articles can put these people off because they're so scared of having their lives intruded on, because they're so scared that they might have something to hide, then it is a disgraceful process. I am proud in this country that we have a free press. I am proud of what we've done in the papers this morning, criticising this absolute outrageous scandal. This summer... Just because he's a bad guy doesn't mean he's a bad guy. Despicable Me in eye-popping 3D. He's so fluffy, I'm gonna die! Despicable Me. Hundreds of civilian deaths, a black unit to hunt down Taliban leaders, intelligence pointing to Pakistani and Iranian involvement in the insurgency. The US military's secret Afghanistan war logs provide the most revealing picture of the conflict so far. An hour-by-hour -hour account emerges from 92,000 cryptic reports, each recording an incident involving NATO troops, 
a Taliban attack or intelligence received. They were shared with The Guardian, The New York Times and Der Spiegel by the whistleblower's website, WikiLeaks. Its founder, Julian Assange, explains why he made it public. If journalism is good, it is controversial by, by its nature. Uh, it is the role of good journalism to take on powerful abuses. And when powerful abuses are taken on, there is always a back reaction. And in this case, um, it will show the, the true nature of this war. And then the, the public from Afghanistan and other nations um, can see what's really going on and take steps to address the problem. Just gonna stand there and watch me burn. Well, that's all right, because I like the way it hurts. Just gonna stand there and hear me cry. Well, that's all right, because I love the way you lie. I can't tell you what it really is. I can only tell you what it feels like. And right now, it's a steel knife in my windpipe. I can't breathe, but I still fight. Well, I can fight. As long as the wrong feels right, it's like I'm in flight. High off a law, drunk from my hate. It's like I'm huffing pain. I love it the more I suffer. I suffocate right before I'm about to drown. She resuscitates me. She fucking hates me. And I love it. Wait, where you going? I'm leaving you. No, you ain't come back. We're running right back. Here we go again. It's so insane. When it's going good, it's going great I'm Superman with the wind in his back She's Lois Lane, but when it's bad, it's awful I feel so ashamed, I snap, who's that dude? I don't even know his name, I laid hands on him I never stoop so low again, I guess I don't know my own strength Just gonna In Bristol. It has quickly become a key element to this British election. Nick Clegg got the bounce from the first debate a week ago in the first second. The two others marked out their determination not to let that happen again. This may have the feel of a TV popularity contest, but in truth, this is an election about Britain's future. It's clear from last week's debate that the country wants change, but the question is, what sort of change and who's best place to lead that change? But the Liberal Democrat leader played the card that has been a proven success. Democracy, human rights, the rule of law. But the sad truth is that in recent years, our governments under the old parties have let those values down. It proves last week's win wasn't a fluke. And if that was a game changer, this shows the closest UK election in a generation is now a three-way fight. And this is what we're saying. It's going to be a hung parliament with the Conservatives as the largest party. A big step closer to a new government for Britain. The Liberal Democrats are back in talks with the Conservatives. The Labour team that tried to do an alternative deal that would keep them in power. Hours of talks, but no agreement. The reason that we have a hung parliament is that no single party and no single leader was able to win the full support of the country. As leader of my party, I must accept that that is a judgment on me. I aim to form a proper and full coalition between the Conservatives and the Liberal Democrats. I believe that is the right way to provide this country with the strong, 
the stable, the good and decent government that I think we need so badly. Nick Clegg and I are both political leaders who want to put aside party differences and work hard for the common good and for the national interest. She said, love you, boy, I love you so. She said, love you, baby, oh, 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 oh. She said, love you more than words can say. She said, love you, baby, hey, 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 baby. Ed Miller Band in the MPs and NEPs section received 15.522%. In the members section, 15.198%, and in the affiliates, 19.934%. The reaction of the audience said it all, even if the final number got lost in the sound of applause. Ed Miliband is the new leader of the Labour Party, beating older brother David by the narrowest of margins. David, I, I love you so much as a brother, and I have such extraordinary respect for the campaign that you ran. And you taught us the most important lesson, which is we can be a party that reaches out to the community and we can also be a serious party of government again. After such a narrow victory, the elder Miliband's sure to enjoy a position of influence at the heart of the opposition. So the new look Labour leadership is still likely to be very much a family affair. You know you love me. has called for a week of national mourning after the country's president was killed in a plane crash in Russia. There were no survivors when the plane carrying the president, Lech Kaczynski, crashed as it tried to land. Local officials confirmed the president was among the 96 people who died, which included his wife and senior officials. According to local authorities, heavy fog led to several attempts at landing and then an offer of an alternative runway at Minsk was declined. Hello, ladies. Look at your man. Now back to me. Now back at your man. Now back to me. Sadly, he isn't me. But if he stopped using ladies' scented body wash and switched to Old Spice, he could smell like he's me. Look down. Back up. Where are you? You're on a boat with the man your man could smell like. What's in your hand? Back at me. I have it. It's an oyster with two tickets to that thing you love. Look again. The tickets are now diamonds. Anything is possible when your man smells like Old Spice and not a lady. I'm on a horse. Not believe your eyes if 10 million fireflies lit up the world as I fell asleep. Cause they fill the open air and leave teardrops everywhere. You'd think me rude, but I would just stand and stare. Cause I get.
and hugs from 10,000 lightning bugs as they tried to teach me how to dance. A fox trot above my head, a sock hop beneath my bed, a disco ball is just hanging by a thread. Saved from the axe, saved for the nation after a high-profile campaign led by stars from Lily Allen to Jarvis Cocker, the BBC's digital radio station Six Music will not be closed down. Protesters took to internet sites like Facebook and Twitter to urge the BBC to reconsider and new listeners flocked to hear the endangered station. But the BBC still needs to make substantial savings and is launching a review of its whole radio output. The BBC Trust has rejected the BBC's plans to close Six Music. In his initial response to the Director-General's strategy review, the Chairman of the Trust, which represents the interests of licence fee payers, says that the case for the closure of Six has not been made. And of course we want to say a huge thank you um, to all of you for all of the incredible support you've given us and for telling the Trust exactly how you feel because they've obviously heard you. Take that, our back. They're reforming, this time with Robbie Williams. They've recorded a new album. It'll be released in November. Robbie Williams and the rest of the original lineup together for the first time in 15 years, and for which expectation will no doubt be huge. Standing on the edge of forever At the start of whatever Shouting love at the world Bathing We were like cavemen But we met the moon and the stars Then we forgave them We will meet you where the light The Greek Prime Minister has warned his country to expect years of painful sacrifice after the IMF and the European Union agreed a multi-billion pound bailout deal. Austerity measures have already sparked angry protests. A few moments ago, Athens police said a bomb had exploded outside an HSBC bank. No one was hurt. The Prime Minister confirming a historic multi-billion euro bailout with a terrible price to be paid by the Greeks themselves. I am aware that with today's decision, 
Our citizens will have to face bigger sacrifices. But the alternative would have been catastrophic and more painful for everyone. Yesterday's violent protest, though, could be a taste of what is to come. The Greeks gave us the words catastrophe and crisis, and they know that financially that is what they face. The question, though, is whether they will accept the austerity measures revealed today, or whether they will revolt against them. You'll soon get used to the way things are done here. If you mean that I'm accustomed to a very different life from this, then that is true. What will you do with your time? I've got a job in Ripon. I said I'll start tomorrow. A job? In a partnership. You might have heard of it, Harvel and Carter. They need someone who understands industrial law. You do know I mean to involve you in the running of the estate. Oh, don't worry. There are plenty of hours in the day. And of course I'll have the weekend. We'll discuss this later. We mustn't bore the ladies. What, what is a weekend? We'd like to show it to you today for the first time. And we call it the iPad. I'm pretty excited for it. I think it's going to be revolutionary. I mean, it's the in-between between a laptop and a computer. In many stores, items like the iPad were often sold out. Apple couldn't keep up with demand. That's partly why investors were disappointed with the company's performance in the latest quarter. They wanted 5 million iPads to reach consumers. Apple sold 4.2 million. There are also some questions about the company's future direction under chief executive Steve Jobs. Apple used to sell only high-end computers. Now, with the launch of the iPad, that's changing. Yeah, yeah, we bring the stars out. We bring the women and the cars and the cars out. Let's have a total celebration, get a glass out. And we can do this until we pass out. Yeah, I'm in charge now. I'm a star and I bought my podcast out. I live a very, very, very wild lifestyle. Heidi and Audrina eat your heart out. I used to listen to you, don't wanna bring arms out. I've got so many clothes, I keep some in my arms out. Disturbing London, baby, we about to branch out. Soon I'll be the king like Prince Charles, Charles. Yeah, yeah. And there ain't nobody fresher Semester to semester Breathing with the freshers Twenty light bulbs around my table and my dresser CLC compressor just in case that don't impress her Say hello to Dexter, say hello to Uncle Vesta Got them gazing at my necklace and my crazy sun protectors G-Shocks, I got a crazy dumb collection Haters, I can't Yeah, It's the first big nuclear arms treaty in two decades and President Barack Obama signed it with a flourish alongside Russia's Dmitry Medvedev both voicing the hope it leads to a safer world. Today is an important milestone for nu nuclear security and non-proliferation and for U.S.-Russia relations. The White House sees all these steps as Obama starting to make good on the promises that helped win him the Nobel Peace Prize. BBC News at five minutes past seven. Well, good morning, Maura Stewart. How are you? Hello to you. Are you OK? I'm hanging in there. All right. Now, listen, um, would you mind awfully if we gave you three cheers? As it's so good to have you back on the BBC. <laughs> you are too good to Can me. Can we do that? Is that all right? You're gorgeous. All right. Three cheers for Maura Stewart back where she belongs. Hip, hip. <laughs> Hip, hip. Hip, hip. There you You're go, Moira. You're too much. Oh, we love this now. Online. Online.
on digital and on 88 to 91 FM, BBC Radio 2. And thanks to Sarah for her show. Now it's our go. That, of course, includes you at breakfast. What's the most resilient parasite? An idea. A single idea from the human mind can build cities. An idea can transform the world and rewrite all the rules. Which is why I have to steal it. People that knew him said he was quiet. But Derek Bird, a 52-year-old taxi driver, went on the rampage with a shotgun and then killed himself. We are still at a very early stage in our investigation and we're not able to understand um, or to second-guess the motivation behind it. Neither are we able to establish whether this was a premeditated or a random uh, attack. We can, however, confirm that from our current indications, we estimate that 12 people have lost their lives, plus Mr Bird. Uh, so 13 people have died this morning. When lives and communities are suddenly shattered in this way, our thoughts should be with all those caught up in these tragic events. We're told by a local uh, who shouted over to us saying that someone had been shot, and uh, but so we didn't know what was going on. We were told by the caretaker to move indoors because he's been told by the police. For now, there will be no changes, just pressure on government and on police to look again at who in our communities has a gun and why. Can we pretend that airplanes in the night sky like shooting stars? I could really use a wish right now, wish right now, wish right now. Can we pretend that airplanes in the night sky like shooting stars? I could really use a wish right now, wish right now, wish right now. Yeah! Or a genie or a wish To go back to a place much simpler than this Cause after all the party and it's smashing and crashing And all the glitz and the glam and the fashion And all the pandemonium and all the madness There comes a time where you fade to the blackness And when you're staring at that phone in your lap And you hoping but them people never call you back But that's just how the story unfolds You get another hand soon after you fold and when your plans unravel in the sand, what would you wish for if you had one chance? So we're playing airplane, sorry I'm late. I'm on my way, so don't close that gate. If I don't make that, then I switch my flight and I'll be right back at it by the end of the night. A stark message from the Northumberland gunman. He's prepared to attack the public. Police released pictures of Raoul Moat just hours before he began his deadly vendetta. For almost a week, Raoul Moat managed to stay one step ahead of the police, determined to evade capture despite one of the biggest manhunts in decades. Moat's former girlfriend, Samantha Stobart, was shot twice through the living room window of a house. She survived, but with serious injuries. Her new boyfriend, Chris Brown, was shot dead outside the house. Less than 24 hours after the first shootings, 
PC David Rathband was targeted. In the days that followed, police had no real idea where the 37-year-old was until this breakthrough, the discovery of the black Lexus Raoul Moat had been using. Several arrests followed, but Moat continued to evade police, with no sign of their suspect and intelligence suggesting the wider public could also be at risk. Police held public meetings in Rothbury to reassure local residents. In the end, the only one harmed was Moat himself, dead by his own hand, bringing an end to the hunt for Britain's most wanted man. The social networking website Facebook now has half a billion users. Launched in February 2004 by Harvard student Mark Zuckerberg, it's grown and grown, and in the process changed the way the world communicates. Allowing anyone to create a profile page, they can link to their friends and share all sorts of information about themselves. But as more and more people sign up, there are concerns over privacy and how much data people are willingly or sometimes unwillingly putting online. Critics argue we should be more guarded about handing over every bit of detail about our lives. But with so many of us happy to impart information on a daily basis to the site, it seems the power of Facebook is yet to be undermined. I need to do something substantial in order to get the attention of the clubs. Why? Because they're exclusive and fun and they lead to a better life. People want to go on the internet and check out their friends, so why not build a website that offers that friends, pictures, profiles. I'm talking about taking the entire social experience of college and putting it online. The site got 2,200 hits within two hours. Thousand. 22,000. This idea is potentially worth millions of dollars. Millions? You stole our website. They're saying we stole the Facebook. I know what it says. So did we? A million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? A billion dollars. You're going to get left behind. It's moving faster than any of us ever imagined it would be. Let's sue him in federal court. I can't wait to stand over your shoulder and watch you write as a check. If you guys were the inventors of Facebook, you'd have invented Facebook. Is there anything that you need to tell me? Your actions could have permanently destroyed everything I've been working on. We have been working on. Do you like being a joke? Do you want to go back to that? Mark! Your best friend is suing you for $600 million. As for the charges... I believe I deserve some recognition from this board. I don't understand. Which part? She's been waiting in the wings for many years. Now Kate Middleton is to take centre stage as William's princess and a future queen. William, where did you propose? When, how and Kate, what did you say? Uh, it was about uh, three weeks ago on holiday in Kenya. We've been talking about, about um, marriage for a while. So it wasn't a massively big surprise, but uh, I took her up somewhere nice in, uh, in Kenya and, uh, and proposed. It's very romantic. There's a true romantic in that. There is. <laughs> and you said yes, obviously. Of course, yes. Yeah. Excited? A little bit terrified? Massively excited. Quite happy when the interview's over. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we're, we're hugely excited and uh, it's, you know, we're looking forward to spending the rest of the times, you know, rest of our lives together um, and uh, seeing what the future holds. Oh, I think that Kate Middleton will be the best uh, princess prepared for the future that, that there has been. She's had a chance to get to understand what is going on inside and outside the royal family. For this ordinary girl from Berkshire, the fairy tale is about to become a reality as she prepares to marry her prince. Life as she knows it will never be the same again. Oh, her eyes, her eyes make the stars look like they're not shining. Her hair, her hair falls perfectly without her trying. So beautiful, and I tell her every day. Yeah, I know, I know. When I compliment her, she won't believe me. And it's so, it's so sad to think that she don't see what I see.
Country's top amateur bakers and over the next six weeks we're going to be putting them through their paces. We'll be taking our bake-off tent around Britain and testing their baking prowess. So welcome to, to the, the Great, Great British, British Bake-Off. The judges request nine people from the girls and the boys categories to return to the stage. Zane, Mallet, Liam Payne, Harry Styles. Hello. I know, judging from some of your faces, that this is really hard. We've thought long and hard about it, and we've thought of each of you as individuals, and we just feel that you're too talented to let go of. We think it would be a great idea to have two separate groups. You didn't need to think about it, I take it, because Harry was like, yes, we'll all be in a band, and Sam was like, no, go on, go and think about it. Well, we all had a suggestion towards it, but I didn't want to do something on the spot. It was the only thing I didn't want to do. I wanted to go away and think about it. It's very important. If we make the wrong decision, this could, this could, this could ruin each, each one of our careers, you know what I mean? So it's important to go, and, to go away and think about it and do the right thing. You can always go solo later, yeah? <laughs> you say I love you. said many people wanted answers, but he reminded everyone that this wasn't a trial. And so the Iraq inquiry began its questioning of Tony Blair. On the Iraq dossier of September 2002, Mr Blair defended his categoric statement that he believed beyond doubt that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. I did believe it, and I did believe it, frankly, beyond doubt. We, like you, have also experienced at first hand the anger which is still felt by many people in this country. Can I ask whether you have regrets? Responsibility, but not a regret for removing Saddam Hussein. Oh. I think he was... Be a, quiet, please. I think 
that he was a monster. I believe he threatened not just the region, but the world. And in the circumstances that we faced then, but I think even if you look back now, it was better to deal with this threat. And I do genuinely believe that the world is safer as a result. feet underground in what can only be described as a granite prison. Dark, wet, hot, deeply unpleasant. Rescue teams in Chile have made contact with 33 miners who've been trapped deep underground in a copper and gold mine for the past 17 days. According to state television, the men managed to get a message to the surface by tying a note to a drill being used to search for them. The note sent to the surface gave them the news the entire country had been hoping for. Written in red ink, it read simply, all 33 of us are fine in the shelter. So the first miner is safe and just listen to the ecstatic response here at Camp Hope. Tears, people's eyes, a moment that some people thought they would never, ever see. There it is. The last miner has appeared
if you'd like to find out more about the music and audio clips from this episode, head over to sounds21c.wordpress.com. The series is produced by me, Tom Eames. Next time, it's 2011, the year of the royal wedding, the phone hacking scandal, the summer riots, and the death of bin Laden and Colonel Gaddafi. The Sounds of the 21st Century continues. 